Welcome to Thesum Podcast. Um, so you've joined here um, on this episode, the very first episode where we talk about money. Um, this is a topic that I am very passionate about. Um, I guess my ultimate goal in my life is to achieve financial freedom. So um, if you're also interested in that, join me on the quest as I, um, I guess, talk about some of the um, books that I've read, um, things that I found out and just sharing with you um, my journey. So um, excuse the wind blowing in the background. This is just my kind of home studio as the first episode. Um, yeah, stay tuned and um, hope you like it. So being the very first episode it's probably going to sound very bad. Um, I'm going to say um a lot, um, <laughs> as I can't kind of stop. But I hope, like, it's it's definitely going to get better. So just hang in there as I um, try to break the habit of saying um all the time. I wanted to take this opportunity in the very first episode um, to talk about money. So I've been reading this book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I'm sure many of you have heard about the book. You've known about the author, Robert Kiyosaki, I think his name is. He talks about, it's basically dispelling the secrets about how the rich get rich and the poor stay poor. And this book really opened my eyes because I was born, I have a back, I guess, a, a poor person's background. So the way that I think is in, in line with what the book describes as a poor uh, mentality as opposed to the rich mentality they have a different approach to money and this is the way that the rich teach their kids this sort of financial education that the poor do not have the foundation for so I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos I've um, seen Robert Kiyosaki talk or not seen but through the videos just watched him talk uh, about some of the things that he describes in his book and I've also been reading his book so I'm through about chapter one there are ten chapters altogether so I will run through what I read and what my thoughts are and I guess some of the confusions and answers that I've been seeking and just share with you all through this podcast hopefully it's a um, sort of a, a good way for you guys to digest um, the contents in the book as opposed to if you don't have the time to read it, for etc. So, yeah. Um. So, a bit about my background. I graduated with a Bachelor of Design in Fashion Design. Um, so, it's just me and my brother. We both... Uh, my brother went to a selective school. Um, he's very smart. He's just very not very disciplined. I am kind of the opposite, a little bit more disciplined and a little less smart. But um, so that's beside the point. Basically, I just wanted to describe how, with my background, um, we never really had like that much money. And after graduation, I basically went from job to job. I didn't really enjoy it. I don't like the idea of taking a paycheck and basically being at the whim of whatever happens to the economy as well as what happens to my boss's business. So 
Recording this at this time, May 2020, we are in the midst of a COVID-19 crisis. So basically, in the middle of a pandemic, it's felt the world over. Millions of jobs are lost. Millions of people have filed for unemployment. We are in a very lucky position in Australia where we have a very good welfare system. So I signed myself up for the job seeker payment. Um, and that was very quick to apply to. So basically, I was let go last week. Um, so I was kind of in a in a role with an employer, and well, I could have been stood down, but I was on probation. So I was like, I was a perm, but in past probation. So due to coronavirus, they had to let me go. Um, because of money issues so because being in design it's kind of like the role where it's not like completely integral to the running of the business so the core product for that particular company that I worked for was actually a desktop app so I would probably say like based on where they're at in terms of like the scheduling of things they're still building the app but I basically designed it so they didn't really need design anymore so that was why I was kind of um, unfortunately let go but on another turn of events I think it's just given me a bit more time to think about what I want to do and that has led me to reading lots and yeah hence this book so that's a little bit of a backstory to where I'm at at the moment um, you know would love to hear your thoughts about how coronavirus has affected you and what are your next steps so that's always what i've been thinking like with all of this free time that i have now i'm just thinking what do i do next and i've always always wanted a business but the thing is i don't have a very solid financial education i don't have a business mind i have no idea what a financial statement is i don't even know how to calculate my net worth like what do I even have? What is a liability? What is an asset? I have no idea. I'm a very creative person. I love to draw. I love art, um, hence studying fashion design. I love that kind of creativity, um, being very inspired and just having this kind of like thirst for beautiful things and a good life. So um, those are the things that drive me. And But on the other side of that as well, I understand that like money is kind of like an important part of life. So, you know, relationships can can die from, from money arguments. That is how important it is in someone's life. So, yeah, different attitudes to money. I think that would be very interesting to hear from um, you listeners. It's just, what are your attitudes to money? I have got some, I know some people who think money is the root of all evil. And I know people who have a bit more of a pragmatic approach to money and um, they live with it pretty well. So, yeah, super keen to hear um, what your thoughts are in terms of money. And, and, then, and then the second part of that is as what the book and what uh, Robert Kiyosaki says is kind of waking up to the truth about how you feel about money. Like, is it emotionally driven by fear or is it, is it something else? So, um, yeah, so that will be kind of what I'll talk about as well. On to the book from Rich Dad Poor Dad. I am past chapter one just and just starting chapter two. 
So I'm currently reading it on the Kindle. I bought it for about $10 Australian. So it's just like an average price of, of a normal book. Um, but the information inside it is just incredibly mind-blowing. It's just, it just sounds so like unbelievable, but yet it's crazy enough to be true. And by the end of it, and by all the videos that I've, like the YouTube videos that I've seen, um, is basically saying that the world is lying to you. And my first um, reaction is something like, oh no, you're the crazy one. How can you say that you shouldn't get a job, you shouldn't save your money, you shouldn't get into debt, um, you know, don't go to school and, um, you know, don't, like, you know, like all of these crazy things that is just ingrained into our lives right now as being the way to do things. And what he's basically saying is the rich people don't do any of those things. And in a recession, they are making millions and millions of dollars. And essentially when they are releasing a stimulus package, it's not actually like, even though through the rhetoric and through the media, they're saying how they're saving the people and they're helping people. It's actually to save the rich. So the stimulus package is kind of like printing more money, which reduces the value of the debt that these rich people have. So overnight, due to a like due to this change, that they all the rich people just suddenly just became even richer. And the poor people became even poorer because all of those people that are saving money, when the government prints money, the value of your money, like the paper money in the currency, devalues. So you actually got less money. So that was just so eye-opening and, and yet like so hard to comprehend um, from someone with like my kind of, um, I guess, poor mentality of, this is the way that we've all been raised. Like we've all kind of believed that you should go to school, study hard, get good grades. Um, but something that, you know, they say in his video, like Robert Kiyosaki says in his videos is that it's all a lie because the system is kind of like lying to you. So the school is created so that they create, so that people can fill into jobs and jobs are created by the rich people so that they can make money. So if you kind of like think about in terms of that, like the rat race and climbing the ladder and everything, you're actually trading your time for money. And by the end of it, you are not really guaranteed any security. So, you know, your boss can just fire you during a recession. You don't really, if you're a teacher and you're trying to get tenure, like that's kind of like the holy grail because you spent so many years trying to get to that state and it's not really guaranteed um same thing with working in a job and you just want your pension and like after you work in a job for many years and you save your money you know the like the general consensus is like oh you should save that money and you should buy stocks and investments um and then that's how you retire. But what the book, well, what Rob Kiyosaki is basically saying is like, you need to understand what are assets and what are liabilities. So generally people think a house and a car are assets. 
because it's like it's what you own if you sell it like it's you can it can become liquid and that's your cash but the book redefines the definition of what is an asset and what is a liability and what Robert Kiyosaki is saying is that an asset is actually not what you think it is it's not a house it's not a car and I was really surprised by this but what he's actually saying is an asset is something that gives you money and a liability is something that takes money away from you so the very important um, kind of thing to think about here is cash flow so which direction is your money moving if you define a house well for example the house that you're living in most people, most people think that it's an asset because the value grows so if you buy a house and the value of your own house grows but if you think about it in terms of cash flow the reality is you are putting all of your money and like your income and everything into this mortgage into this house and by definition that is actually a liability so if you live in your own house your own house is not an asset but Robert Kiyosaki just based on a basic Google search I saw he was worth 80 million dollars and through his YouTube videos he describes how he has made his money and how he's made his money is through businesses so you start a business and then you use that money to buy real estate and when you buy real estate, you use your smarts and your research and your study to pick out which are the houses that are going to make you money. And how you do that, or how he has done that, is by picking um, houses that you can rent out and you can get, um, I guess, positive cash flow based on that. So you borrow money, you buy a house, you rent it out, and then that's how you get money. So that's what he has done. And I think he said he owns like 7,000 houses. So he's got a real system going here. Um, so basically that's what he defines as an asset obviously a car is not an asset because it depreciates it doesn't give you any money it actually you actually lose money every year that you have it so the value of the car depreciates and you know all that money you spend on maintenance and everything like because you drive it it's actually a liability but if so Robert Kiyosaki has boats and a boat can be a liability but he uses it as a charter which means he rents it out to people so basically it's kind of like it's just like a business it's like if you get money then that's an asset so if you use your car to generate income then that's an asset and i suppose that would make what well, makes me think about uber it's like if you use your car to become an uber driver and you're earning money from that then i guess it that would be what i would think is an asset um, so the very first thing, like that's the first thing, is to understand what is an asset and what is a liability. And then to build your wealth is to constantly acquire assets and to be very aware that you're not like accumulating liabilities. So yeah, that was quite eye-opening for me. And in terms of like the whole system, lying to you that was like I actually like thinking about it logically it actually makes sense because have you ever really thought that the government and the rich people are trying to look after your best interests I don't think so and if you think about how does how do schools come about it's probably set up by the government and then how do they decide what to teach don't you notice like don't you realize that 
you never learn about money in school. So coming out of school, like I, I was a very studious kid. So I constantly wanted top grades because I wanted to be successful. And I kind of erroneously thought that if you studied hard and you got good grades and you got into a good university, then you would get into a good job. But the truth was so different. Like it's basically a job is you making money for the boss. And then, you know, jobs, the idea of jobs is also kind of lying to you as well. Because, so your, your job is to make money for the boss. And, you know, the boss owns a business. So the boss is actually operating an asset. But if you're in a job to get security, like there is no, even if you're on um, a perm role, like a permanent role where you think that you have security, your boss can just give you four weeks of notice and then you're gone and plus a little bit of annual leave. Um, and there's kind of like no guarantee that you're going to be safe for the rest of your life. So you're kind of like kind of chained to your job for income in order to like to pay for all of these um, you know things that you've got going on in your life. Um, and as you can see, due to coronavirus, that businesses can fold anytime, and then your job is just gone. And the government is very nervous about everyone losing their jobs because the economy is, um, I guess, falling. So that's why they're like trying to save it, trying to do like stimulus, and trying to encourage spending. So. Yeah, the poor people are always going to come out the losers in this situation. And the other bad thing about having a job is like, because you're trading your time for money, like not only do you have to keep pace with um, technology and like skills and making sure that you're always contributing to something worthwhile for, the, for your um, boss's business, that you kind of have to just keep working until you're old. And then what happens? Like you just stop when you've got enough money and when do you have enough money do you do you need to make sure that you've paid off your mortgage before you retire um so yeah like i kind of understand why robert kiyosaki says that a job is no guarantee and that it's better to actually run a business and on the flip side i think like i can understand why people don't why it's harder to do it that way because you need to like firstly gain financial education in order to run a business like in terms of like accounting and profit and loss and financial statements and all that kind of stuff and it's a lot more competitive you basically you can be against crooks that just like trick you um, and fool you and you lose money so it's not a very like safe and stable path you can become broke very quickly um, and Robert Kiyosaki kind of talks about the differences between being poor and being broke and being poor is basically a poor mentality about you know how the world works and attitudes towards money that keeps you poor which is passed um, down generations and being broke which is basically just a temporary thing so 
um, if you've got no money, you're kind of broke, but in, it's everything in your mind. So if you think like a rich person, then you can always just gain that money again. You can always just look out for the next opportunity and very, like not very easily, but you basically like built up that experience about how to build a business. And then, um, yeah, you can just easily make money for yourself rather than relying on a boss for a paycheck. So in chapter one of the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, it starts off with Robert Kiyosaki's story about having two dads. So um, it's not really like two dads. He basically, he has his own paternal father, which um, he was a PhD. He was very intelligent. He got scholarships, all of his unis, and he was a practicing teacher. And then his other dad, which he calls his rich dad, is actually his best friend's dad who owned multiple businesses and in the end I think he worked his way up to um, owning the Hyatt Hotel in America. So basically he starts off, um, his rich dad started off with a few small businesses like supermarkets etc and building that up and then gradually towards the end he like buys out um, development sites like smaller players and then he groups them together to create a big piece of land and then he builds a hotel um, so it's kind of like a game of monopoly and Robert Kiyosaki talks about how he basically learned a lot about money through the game of monopoly and that it's actually very similar to real life he didn't really learn much in school it's like what's the point of calculus you're not going to use it in your life but understanding money and understanding finance is the key and it's really surprising to me about why schools don't teach you this. You know, like relationships is such a huge part of your life and schools don't teach you anything about that. Schools basically just give you the knowledge and the skills to get a job. So that totally makes sense. And um, so, yeah, so this game of Monopoly, um, so you know how it goes. You've got, what is it, like four little houses and then you change it. Is it no four little greenhouses and then it changes like you can swap it for a one big hotel and every time someone lands on it you get paid rent and that's how you accumulate money and if you get like a whole set of three you can like you know make a hotel so it's kind of like buying out the little players and then getting a big one getting a big piece of land So that basically like reflects how it works in real life as well. Um, so yeah, and then one thing also that I just thought about, um, about the whole working until the end of your life thing, is that I think this is one of the reasons why this coronavirus pandemic has caused so much stress and anxiety for a lot of people, um, is because they've like growing up in this system where they think a job is super important. And you know, recently I was kind of um, researching about schools and why are schools designed in a certain way so I might do another podcast about this um, after this because I think this is just so so interesting it really made me think about how the world is 
I guess, what, how the world is created. So um, everything that you know, how you get, how you're stuck in a job for eight hours a day and for little pay, it's like, how did we get here? So, and I totally understand why it all started with schools. So based on sort of like rough research that I had, um, schools were kind of modeled after um, the, like the model that was created from Prussia. So if you don't know what Prussia is, it's because that country doesn't exist anymore. It's um, a while back, it was back when um, there was this country called Prussia. And um, so they created this school system. And um, that's the one that America was kind of like modeled after. And it seems like um, the aim was to create, was to start sort of like in other words, like brainwashing children to um, just listen to like the bosses and kind of compete for the boss's attention and just basically like fight for scraps and just not really have any idea like about how to think for themselves. It was all about um, creating obedience and just you know if you think about like how schools are structured at the moment you are basically punished if you make a mistake and they say um don't work with your other kids because it's like you can't collaborate because that's cheating like you should just do your own work and everything about that is just so different to real life so i totally understand that like i felt like was like when I came out of school the world was just so different and you kind of have to like learn everything from scratch again so learning that mistakes are bad I mean I have always wanted to get full marks and if I got like one mark wrong I would be so upset and you would be afraid to like take any risks because you felt like you didn't want it to damage your GPA or your scores and you wanted to like get top marks for I don't know why maybe you're competing for the best job so but you know with the rich dad poor dad it's kind of saying like well it all starts from like this whole lie was created all around you all the way back to your schools so like what is the point of a job and then what is the point of school so schools is to teach kids how to get a job and jobs are to work for the companies created by the rich so if if you can't kind of think about it like that it's like you're kind of trapped since the beginning of school since they don't teach you anything about money they don't teach you anything about like relationships I guess for example like how to build a business anything that's actually like useful for someone's life they don't teach you that they, it just seems like they teach you you know like calculus it's like when would you ever use that in your day-to-day and writing essays and things and like learning from that way so it's no wonder that some kids just kind of like tune out and and then they're punished for just being themselves like as a kid which is totally normal and so it's it's basically trying to control the kids so that they become obedient and they can just shuffle into their nine-to-five job and just like not complain about anything and and try to like be the best work possible so yeah they're basically like you know in terms of the history of schools these big corporations they needed to have heaps of workers to fill their factories because back then machinery was so expensive 
that you basically needed to have this model where you couldn't have like lots of little companies and like little workshops and craftspeople working their way you kind of in order to build a big business you would have needed to kind of eliminate that and just replace it with like big corporations um there's like huge economies of scale you would um create stamp out heaps of products and everyone would buy them and you wouldn't have like these kind of individual craftsmen so yeah um i'm kind of interested to do another podcast about this so i will sort of like do a bit of research and then get back to you guys about what i what i hear and what i read but it's definitely sparked some like really interesting thoughts um and it really informed me about like kind of this journey that I'm going on where I you know I've always liked entrepreneurship I mean I don't have financial skills so it's kind of like quest to try and find um just find out what are the skills and how do you learn it uh little bits and that like kind of hearing a little bit about accounting and that kind of thing so yeah um so that's about it for this podcast um I hope that you enjoyed it and let me know if you've got any kind of like feedback um you know parts of podcasts is probably a little bit hard to hear since i haven't really done podcasts before it's a little bit awkward you know it's kind of strange like hearing myself talk so um yeah i'll do better i'll you know i'll get better as it goes um but yeah if you've got any interesting topics that you would like to talk about um or if you would like to collaborate we'd be really keen to create this podcast and make it really interesting all right um yeah until next time see ya